What's happening, everybody? And welcome to this, another edition of the Dell and Keith Show. I'm Derek Kernahan, and as always, I'm joined by my very good friend, Keith Anderson. Keith, how you doing tonight, mate? You all right? Uh, uh, no, 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 brilliant, mate. Having a bit of a bad week, but looking forward to this. Hopefully a wee distraction and have a bit of... Uh, have a bit of good times talking about the jails. How are you? Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. I'm good, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Um, yeah. So I were here to have a have a good chat about the jails, like you said, mate. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a pretty, let's say, obviously this week it's been a pretty weird one with the jails. Um, in terms of everything's been fairly, fairly smooth sailing, hasn't it, mate? <laughs> in terms of in terms of the Rangers side of things. Aye, aye. No, it's been it's been decent. Certainly, uh, as you say, a good week. Um, and better, probably a more consistent week than we've seen uh, of late, I would say. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Definitely. It's good. Maybe hitting a bit of form, and we'll come on to talk about it. And maybe it's too early to say that. Maybe it's not. We don't know. But I got, got yeah. to take a good week when when it comes. You know, doesn't it? Doesn't it yeah. come all the time? Yeah, exactly. We had our two previous weeks before that were a bit of a struggle. The two previous games, sorry, were a bit of a struggle with the St Johnston game, which we spoke about, and then the Aberdeen game at home. Um, as well, where they pretty much, I, I, I personally think that Aberdeen offered nothing that game, and we, you know, it was just a matter of time till we scored and we did score. Um, you know, but like I said, let's no, let's no talk about that. I mean, let's talk about let, let's get let's get kick started, shall we, and talk about the, um, the first game which was last Thursday, um, and it was the the Red Star game, um, as well. Going into that game, Keith, for you, there was there was a lot of people I was speaking to, and I was sort of the opinion of this when people asked me. You know what's what you thinking about it, and I'm just more. You know, in terms of European competition, we understand we need to be in it to win money and stuff like that. You know, when we've done incredibly well to be in it. You know, if we get, I think I, I, I heard somewhere. You know, if we if we win if we win the league for the next five years, we're getting knocked out in the group, before the group stages of any European competition. We'd have no money, which is very true. You know, um, however, looking at this, you know, this game. I was excited for it, but the buzz wasn't there as much as it was. I don't know if it's maybe because of the performances and more focuses on the league. Um, however, it turned out to be a an absolutely sensational night at Ibrox. But what did you? What were you feeling going into the game, Keith? Were you were you sort of more like me, or else were you were you absolutely buzzing for it? You know, it's a you know getting into the later stages um, of the, the Europa League, beating obviously going on the back of beating Dortmund as well. No, I think I was I was more. Uh, in line with you, to be honest, mate. My kind of feelings going in um, to the tie where um, could be a difficult one, sort of Slava esque, Slavia esque. Mm. Sorry. Um, so you know, I, I didn't know what to expect in a football sense. Um, they did all right in the group, tough at the back. Um, didn't score a lot, but they don't concede much. So you know, you thought it could be quite a could be quite a hard tie, um, footballing wise. And in terms of my excitement levels. I wasn't. I wasn't too bothered. The, the thing for me that, that soured it going in was probably, like you say, the some of the performances in the league um, in the in the run up hadn't been great, and just I don't want to say excuses because that's not right, but just some of the chatter after dropping points at, at Motherwell and you know, but from the the club, from the players and the and the management was I bet we did alright against Dortmund, and you know, my view was like, well, uh, you need to win the league this year. That's way more important. In any given year, you're right. Europe is is a big deal, and it, it, it might not be the same. But given the straight into the Champions League group, even from the financial standpoint, winning the league this year is worth more than you know 
doing doing going an extra round or going winning an extra game or whatever in the Europa League. The money's great if you can do both, awesome. But I I was more just like I don't care if we go through. I'd rather focus on the league anyway and take away any distractions and um. You know, I think that that was my view, and that's why I wasn't overly buzzing. And I, I don't yeah. really think I've changed that, to be honest. Despite the position we're in, I still wouldn't be that bothered if, if the worst happens and we get pumped on Thursday and go out. Like I'm not going to be greeting about it, if I'm honest. Apart from the embarrassment of that one half game, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. I think it was sort of the case of, you know, how we how we fought after the Dortmund first leg as well. You know, if we get through, great. If we don't, you know, we we'll gave them a fright. Um, and let's say the money's been great that we've got so far from from the European competition, but this league's massive this year. You know the money that we're going to that we're going to get out of it is an automatic spot in the Champions League group stages, which generates you millions and tens of millions. You know, forty odd million. It's, I think it's going to end up worth being costing um, for the club who gets it. So it's a massive, massive season for us. But yeah, let's so let's talk about the the game then as well in terms of the. In terms of the formation, one thing that you spotted very early and you texted me during the game was the, you know, so so, so sorry, I'll, I'll 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 do the lineup then then I'll then I'll say what I was going to say. So we started with McGregor and goals. We had Tav, Goldson, Balogun, and Bassett at the back as always. We had Lundstrom, Jack, and Kamara in midfield, and then Aribo, Kent supporting uh, Morelos up front. Now there was a lot of chat before the game that. It was free at the back, you know, with Lundstrom playing in there and Jack and Kamara holding, but then it turned out to be totally different from that. You know, we had Lundstrom who was sort of dropping back and to help the defence as well when he needed, so that was sort of the case. But it was, you know, the shock, like you said, you texted me within the first few minutes of the game when we were sitting sitting there saying, is Kamara playing 10? And that's what it seemed like, very attacking. And obviously played 10 again on Sunday there as well, but this was a... This was that that was a bold choice, wasn't it? To say the least about Kamara playing number ten. Ah, it was it was it was different. You know, I, I don't think like you say before the game you were looking at it and going, okay, maybe that's a uh, maybe that's a free the back or maybe it's a more traditional Gerard esque four three three. You mm-hmm. know, and we Gerard used a rebo in the right of a free front three quite a few times. You know, that, that yep. wouldn't wouldn't be unheard of and. That's kind of where he played anyway, right? He played on the right, so you know it was sort of that. So you know there was a few different options. Looking at it, I don't think many people would have the third, the third less, you know, the, of the three options probably would have been like Kamara in a ten or something. That wouldn't have been people's first choice. You'd have said no, no, be that. It'll be one of the other two or whatever. So especially given five at the back worked against Dortmund um, so well in that second half at Ibrooks. I think that definitely that seemed to be you know the prevailing wisdom, if you will, going in as people were saying. I think it's probably just a five at the back. Um, so, I Kamara in the ten was was an interesting choice. Um, you know, and we can talk about how well it worked. Uh, I have my views, and I like to hear yours first. But I know it was uh, quite early on. It you know it was high up that it, it made it obvious in the first few minutes. At least that, that's what I thought anyway. And you know, I think I was right. But uh, that's yeah. that's what caught my eye. Yeah, yeah, you definitely were right. He was definitely the furthest forward out the the three midfielders, and let's say that's why I sort of thought he was in the in the ten role, and, he, and that that's where he was because he was he, he was you know he was almost supporting um, he was supporting Alfie at all points, and I think it I think it worked to an extent. Um, obviously, the the result worked well and stuff like that as well. But having someone like Kamara in there who who is dogged as well, you know, he he, he can do the nice wee flicks and stuff like that when he wants to, and he's you know, he can be directing his passing and stuff like that. So I think it worked because he is traditionally a, you know, you would say an old-fashioned number six. 
So playing him in a 10, you know, that wee bit more advanced, but he's also got that hard-hitting, tackling nature, can work um, as well. And I think it, I think it has worked for the last two games. What, what do you think about it? I think you, you touch on a couple of good points. I think that he uh, he brings he brings something to the role. Do you know what I mean? And it, it depends on what you're looking for for a 10. Are you looking for somebody that is danger? Then I would say probably not what I would mm-hmm. be looking for in that position. Um, you know, he's not like a, a Haji or an Aribo. I like, or even a, probably Kent as a 10 would, would be the, the would be my pick of everybody we've got. Somebody that can go both ways, that can get off a shot, that can, you know, try and beat a man, that's looking for a pass, that's got creativity. It depends what you're looking for. I don't think Kamara necessarily is overly strong in those areas, but as you said, the other element of a 10 is the high press, is, you know, helping out Alfie and putting their defenders under pressure, winning the ball back high up the park and starting their attacks from there with their defence on the back foot because they've just lost it. And he brings that to the role. He brings energy and, and you know, like you say, some tackling and some pressing and harrying. Just because, you know, that's maybe... Uh, he is slightly more defensive in nature, but there's nothing wrong with that high up the park. I think that's Jurgen Klopp's famous quote, right? The best number 10 in the world is winning the ball high up the park or something like that, you know, because if you win it and all you've got to do is it's you and Alfie against their two centre-halves, well, it could be me or you and Alfie and you bring me a decent shout at getting something. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't even need to yeah. be a world-class number 10. So... Um, it definitely brings something to the role, but for me, nah, not not enough. I think, um, and we'll come on to talk about Dundee, but I would just an early warning of watch Kamara in the ten, and then watch when he goes off when you put Ramsey in the ten. It's a different ball game. Ramsey does the Ramsey can do the pressing, but he's a threat and he's constant. You know, like that's and I'm not you know maybe it's unfair to compare them but it's just you know I felt that that was a much much better blend when when we put Ramsey in the tent for me yeah 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 you've got you've got a very good you've got a very good point there when when you say that about about Ramsey in there you know he's played that position before um and stuff like that however based on the based on the Red Star game I do think that the tactics well when you look at it obviously it worked but the game was just so fast and you know, within the first 15 minutes, well, within the first 26 minutes, it could have been bloody 3-2 to them with the goals that were coming in. I know, um, I bonkers, man. As well, I know, that's the thing. I think I texted you saying, I think we have done, I think we have, I think we have used four out of nine lice the night. Aye. Well, you know, I can't analogy, um, as well, but it was, you know, having those two goals, and it was, I mean, it was right, you know, they were, they were offside and stuff like that, but it just showed you how dangerous he can be, particularly the first goal that the boys scored, you know, where they sort of just cut in and put it right in the top bin, and obviously with the way that they play the game now as well, you know, the referees are made, they've been told to, or the linesmen have been told to flag once play stops, which I think is pretty dangerous, because you could, you know, the boys are still playing, put, they could put in, someone could end up getting a leg break from a ferocious tackle while still playing, and obviously accidentally, of course, whereas they could have stopped a few minutes before that, and, you know, potentially stopped an instant like that happening. So it is quite, it is quite a dangerous way to play. I think um, as well. But yeah, it was, you know, it was fast and it was furious. You know, we go the penalty for us. Obviously, VR helped us out, and then it helped us out with those with those offside goals and stuff like that as well. Um, the penalty, what a fantastic penalty by Tav, wasn't it? Right, the top bin. You know, the Nago goalie saving that. Oh, I mean, it's. I, I genuinely don't think if you watch every penalty taken in history, there might be some as good. I don't think there's any better. I mean, it mm-hmm. it, it just it literally like 
there's a wee spider up there in the top, right in the top postage stamp bit, and it's cobweb just got cleaned right out, man. It took the dust off the post. It was just a post and bar, pretty much. Do you know what I mean? It's like two goalies are not saving that. It, it genuinely is the best penalty I've ever seen in my life. And I, like I say, I think that you might be able to equal it by the same, but you can't get any better than that. You just can't no. get any better than that. It's not possible. You can't. And the the replay of the penalty with that camera up in the club deck as well, the way it does it, it's just, have you seen that bit, the, the, the video of it? No. It shows you the penalty, oh, sensational case. It shows you the camera that's on the club deck, you know, when it goes along the club aye, deck. Goes up, aye, aye. Yeah. So it showed you it had it right for the penalty and it managed to zoom down quite a wee bit. So it showed you Tav hitting the penalty, scoring in the top bin and then he runs over to the, the Brimlin slash enclosure to celebrate. Aye. And then the camera does this C360 turn and goes right along the club deck as everybody's cheering, going mental. It's, it's, a, it's a sensational picture. Um, it's a sensational video there. I showed everybody going... Ponto squared going absolutely eight shit on it. So it was Aye. Aye. And then obviously we get we get the second goal through through Morelos and you can see that there was another fantastic angle of that goal getting in from behind the goals where Alfred just hits it so sweetly and it ends up in the back of the net and from there you're like, Jesus, two nothing. And you're like, This is sensational then they get a penalty, which I thought at the time was, was very soft. I like need to we both yeah, sat at that we, end. We, we sat at that end of the park. Aye. and I was like, that's incredibly soft. You just try to make up here for, you know, for giving them the, for, for the two offside, for the two offside goals. And, and the penalty giving us. A, giving us a penalty. Aye. Aye. Um, and then Alan McGregor, what a save. You know, we, we have been very critical of McGregor this season and I think we still are. Um, particularly with that second goal that got chopped off. You know, that I know, that been, was horrific, man. What was he doing? Was, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to. Yeah, that was a bad one. Um, luckily for him, it got chopped off. But then, obviously, he redeems himself with a fantastic penalty. Getting, say, over, getting over that far, you know, to to, to get it, to get a, an amazing hand on it, a solid hand. I think it's even like you say, it's how far he gets across. Because I think it's yeah. even like palm slash wrist rather than it's not like a fingertip. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like wrist sort of area. Like he, he really gets across, and it wasn't. It wasn't a, a a bad penalty, you know. You see the ones, and it's like goalie high, and it's in between. You know, it's kind of like right in between the middle and the post. It's kind of yeah. right, perfect for it. It wasn't even a terrible penalty. I mean, you no. don't score it; it's not a great penalty, but it wasn't even a bad penalty. It's just a great save. It wasn't. I mean, it was right in the court. If you were if you're looking at it, maybe it's it's a good save for Alan, for McGregor to dive at, but it's aye. right in the corner. You Still know a good I mean? pen, aye. yeah. And then you know, it gets a gets a save, and then for there, you're like. This is this is going to be your night, you know. Just nothing at half time, and then you know we get the third way Balligan's um, header. What a header that was as well! Just a a lovely Balligan for his age and everything that he brings. I think he, he's a steady cam at the back. Um, I think we've missed him probably over the last few weeks. We missed him and Hollander probably this season because they two have been injured quite a bit. Mate, um, see that corner. See the see when we got the corner. Honestly, ask the boy that sits in front of me. The boy that sits beside me. I shouted, right, come on, Balligan, go and get a head on this. That Goldson can't head off for shit. Right? And then the ball comes in, Balligan scores. <laughs> and the two get the two boys and the boy in front of me, like, you know, me and him have a bit of, have a bit of banter. He's like, You called it. I was, it was more just a rant. I wasn't like predicting anything. I wasn't like Balligan's gonna score here. I can feel it. It was just a, like, come on, Balligan, you win one, because that Goldson, he's he'd got a shirt's badge. You know, it was one of the ones, so I just had a rant. I wasn't trying to be smart. And then big Balligan, boom, straight in. I was like, well, sometimes you get lucky, yeah. 
Exactly, exactly. That's amazing, though. You just said that, and then he comes up. Ah, yeah. Like, you must have felt like a dog with two dicks, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> look at me, Nostradamus sitting in the sitting in the government front. But nah, man, it was uh, it, it was good. But like you say, at half time especially, you're like, how are we tune up? It just it didn't make sense. I mean, that number ten for them when he went half, he must have been like. What has happened to you, right, man? Like I've I've scored three goals and I, or two, I mean or two goals and missed a penalty. <laughs> and like I'm go, I'm going off with we should be I should be going off with a hat trick and a win and I'm going off with nothing. Like yep. yeah, must have must have been a surreal experience for the oh, game. Must have been and it could have been even more, you know, with Goldson's miss at the end as well with Aye. that cornering. That's a bad miss, man. You know, when you're thinking about it, three nothing's a fairly comfortable result going over there, but it's still not over. Four nothing no. makes it, you know, they need to they need to score five to get through. Is that's a hard task. Um, Aye, and when you say, I mean, just look at the. I mean, it's a matter of inches, right? If they get those inches right, they they, they could easily have scored three eyebrooks. Well, they did score three eyebrooks, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Plus, they missed a penalty. They could easily have went and scored three or four. Um, it was just the odd wee centimetre or inch here or there. That that's not a lot. I mean, if that's all you need for it, a wee that wee bit of luck, that wee inch to swing the other way, Ty's still very much alive, eh? Yeah. It is. 4 0 is a big difference, as you're saying. It is. 4 0 is a massive difference, but the game is still alive. You know, we've seen comebacks like this before. 4 nothing makes it that wee bit more difficult, granted, to, to score five goals in the 90 minutes with the defence and the, the dogged nature of, of Rangers would be would be really difficult, I think. But yeah, they're still, the tie is still open. And, you know, going over there on Thursday night, you know, to see what's, to see what's happening as well. But yeah, and then also, I don't know if you, obviously, I, I sent you the videos after the game, me and my, I took my nephew to the game, my brother couldn't make it, so he asked me to take my, take me to your old nephew, and there's a video of me and him at the end of it, on Rangers TV, celebrating at the end, Aye, so that's quite, that. that's quite nice, man, it's been pretty, he's he's absolutely loved it, you know, it's his first European game, uh, his first European game, 3 nothing that I broke, and he thinks it's like this every week, and then also we're on, the two, there's videos of the two years on Rangers TV as well, so he's, He's absolutely buzzing. Um, mm. about this. He thinks it's like that every week. That's not like that. Just so, tell Gary, like if it. if we get through, then tough shit, Gary. You need to miss it again. The wee man's a lucky charm. Do you know what I mean? That's like what I said to him, three or three goals and save a penalty and all that. I said the next door for him getting the wee man's coming. So you're right, brother. The nephew's in. Um, ah, that's it. Right. So, but yes, yeah, all in all, it was a it was a great it was a great night to be there. But like I said, it was. It wasn't the buzz about it, like, like the Dortmund game and stuff like that. But yeah, still, still a great one. And then obviously we have to talk about the game on Sunday as well now, Keith as well. So let's go into that. Quite a few, quite a few changes in terms of the, in terms of the team, um, which I was quite, I was quite happy about because I think this, some of the boys needed a bit of a, needed a bit of a break. So I'll go just go over the, I'll just go over the team with you, the, um, the lineup from that, from that game. So we had. And goals, McLaughlin instead of McGregor. We had a back line of Tavernier, Goldson, Hollander and Bassey. So, Balligan out, Hollander in. We had Sands and Jack in there. So, Lindstrom came out. There was He was supposedly had a, a knock on Thursday night. And then we had the return of Aaron Ramsey instead of Aribo, Kamara, Kent and Morello. So, a few changes in there. A subtle, few subtle changes. Four changes into the team. Um, and there, McLaughlin, Hollander, Sands and Ramsey in there as well. And it was just so good to see to see Ramsey getting a game, isn't there? Um, seeing him back and showing what he can do. I think he, in terms of Ramsey, Keith, let's talk about him first. 
I thought he had I thought he had a very good link up play with Tav in the first half and I thought he'd done very well, but it was when, like you mentioned, when he went into the number ten role when Kamara went off at half time. I think that's where we've seen the real Ramsey and that's he's obviously he's, he's, he's his position, I think. What did you make a Ramsey's? I know I would agree. I mean he, he had uh, he had some some good play on the right. Uh, like you say, good link up with Tav when Tav plays that ball on the channel and Ramsey gets his shot away. Um and you know, so he had had some good flashes, and you could see his quality. But um, the the right wing, I, I don't think played to his strengths. Um, yeah. And when we seen him move in, um, we got a lot more out of him. Uh, and I thought that you know, obviously we we, we probably um, looked. I, I felt we looked a bit better, to be honest. Um, like we had him and Roof come on looking hungry, and like I, I liked the changes. I thought the second half was was better than the was better than the first. Um, you know, maybe no, in in terms of the goals, because I think it was it was two and a half time on it. Yeah. So you know, it, it might no, it might not look amazing, and you know, maybe maybe that sounds a bit daft, but I don't know. I felt we looked a bit, we looked a bit better in the second half. I liked Ramsey in the ten. I thought he looked really good there, um, and maybe you know he needed a bit of time to feel into the game anyway. So even if he'd started in the ten, he might not have been as good and moving over later suited him. But I think that's where. I would see is playing them either the ten or or potentially in the eight. But if you've got Jack and Lundstrom, you know, behind them, uh, if everybody's fit and on full flow, it's probably not a bad place to be. Or you could, you know, swap them out for somebody else. I don't know. But um, I thought he looked, he looked like he got he grew into the game. I felt he got better, and that that was a mixture of probably just needed that and also moving into the ten got him on the ball a lot more, and I felt that 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 made a bit of a difference. Yeah, yeah, big time. Big time, it did make a it did make a massive difference. And like you said, you know we're two nothing up at half time. But how many times did we get the ball cleared off the line? Oh, in I know, this game as well. You know, I thought um, I was I was really the first goal that we scored. You know, I think I think Hollander, you know, had it in, and I think it was over the line. However, big goals and just made sure it. Um, but I was unsure if the ref was going to call anything at that point. Um, I do think the ball was over the line, but I don't think he would have gave us that. I don't think so. I think we were getting it until. Golton absolutely rattled into the net, so so that was so that was nice to see that one going in there as well. So that was that was obviously a good one um, to get done, and then obviously getting it early in there as well. And it was just a matter of time until we got the other ones. What did you, some of the individual performances I wanted to talk about, Keith, as well. One of the ones was um, James Sands coming in in the middle of the park, and I think this, you know, when we first seen him, you know, I think he made his debut against Aberdeen after just arriving. And it was a massive baptism of fire for him in the first game after it. He looked a wee bit out of his depth. But since then, he's sort of he's been on the bench pretty much every game. Not really came on until the last few games. You know, he came on against Red Star off the bench. He played a 15-minute cameo for Jack and then he starts this game. And I think maybe that time's done him the world a good to try and you know, understand Scottish football and what it's like and how hard and fast-paced it is compared to other leagues in the world. Um, as well, but I thought he looked very accomplished on the ball. You know, he's very, you know, he was in for the tackles. He was, you know, his passing range was was good, but it was fairly simple passes as well. If that makes sense, you know, it was effective but simple. Um, and there, did you make his performance? I uh, no, I think it, it was his best by far. I think, like you said, we said that at the time. You know, when when he played against Aberdeen, I think we both commented like, you know, kid uh, in spells looked alright, and in other spells, like, like the game was passing him by, and he was a bit of a passenger, but. It wasn't his fault, you know. He barely knows everybody's name, and he was straight in. So I, I don't think it was the the right choice to play him. I think he needed a bit of a, a time to adapt. And I mean, he spent 
from understanding, most of his games in New York was like centre half. So he's came in here into midfield where, you know, he's a young guy and I'm sure he can play right back, centre half, centre mid, whatever. But, you know, if you've spent, you know, you've played 50 games and 40 of them have been at centre half and now you're playing centre mid, you know what I mean? That's a change. And yeah. it's also a new league, a new team, a new everything, do you know what I mean? New country. So, Take a bit to adapt, and I mean it's it's very different here than it is in the MLS. Do you know what I mean? MLS is, um, is is nothing like Scottish football. So, aye, definitely the kid would have needed time to adapt, and hopefully that's us starting to, you know, see more of the real guy, kind of like what we did. We lunched him, you know. He needed a bit of time and all to adjust into new team, new tactics was probably more Lundstrom's thing. But Sands has gone through the same process, so aye, he needs a bit of time. But that was his best performance. I thought he looked. He looked good in there and he did all the things you would want for six. You know, he was picking the ball off the centre half, so he was winning tackles, he was keeping it simple, he was moving his forward. You know, I, no, I thought he, I thought the kid looked decent, credit where it's due. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then one of the other guys, like we mentioned there when he came on at half time, was Kamar Roof. But he had an exceptional second half. Um, he was busy, he was lively, he was in about everything. He had a few shots that were that were unlucky, you know, ones that, you know, saved on the line or just by the goalie and stuff like that. I'm really happy to see Kamar Roof back in a bit of form. Um, now, again, he's been another one that's been quite unlucky this season with with injuries, and it also seemed like at one point that Gio didn't really fancy him, but I think it's just been a case of, you know, the injuries have been a bit, you know, it's been pretty hard work from this season in terms of injuries, but it's great to see him back and looking, you know, like his old self, like he did last season. I know he had the bit between his teeth I thought when he came on um, I think the goal the winning goal against Aberdeen has probably given him a wee injection do you know what I mean and he's like right I'm, I'm up for this again he's got the buzz if you will um, I think there has been injuries um, struggling for form and confidence and, and probably confidence in his body as much as anything probably if he's got a few niggles and you know he's got a he's got a pretty poor injury record anyway um, Yeah. and we also know as you kind of you mentioned earlier, I think Alfie's playing well. So, you know, and we know the way that Geo operates. If you're playing well, it's pretty hard to get you off the shot. Do you know what I mean? Just look at Scotty Arfield. He just kept burning him into the ground. Do you know what I mean? Like, Because yeah. once you get the shot, it's it's hard to get it off somebody. So, Roos probably going to suffer for that a wee bit. But no, I thought he looked good when he came on. I think getting a half rather than seven minutes to go and change a game. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that might have gave him a wee, a wee rush as well because he's like, right, I've got time here to go and do stuff. And, um, no, he definitely looked right intensity, right attitude. He looked like the came our roof that that we've been missing. To be honest, you know what I mean. Like yeah. he's he's a he's a goal scorer and something else he did that just a, a case in point from from the last uh, chat about the um, Red Star game. He won the ball high up the park. He put pressure on the defenders and the one he, he wins it off the boy in the their left back area or right wing and then puts a great ball across for Sakala who misses for three yards and a kind of yeah. Van Vossen esque finish. You're like, how do I miss that? Um, that was just Ruth being dogged and putting the defence under pressure and winning the ball high up the park. And then, like we said earlier, one pass and you're full on goal and really should have been should really should have been a goal. Um, so I a lot of credit to Ruth. I like to look at that and hopefully he's he's in good form. Yeah, yeah. I think we've got a few boys coming into form at the right time mm-hmm. here as well. And then obviously, fashion getting his goal. You know, he's so up. So you know, he's he's so raw sometimes, but then he can put the ball away like he did. Um, as well, quite well, you know, he's he, he's a great. Everybody loves fashion Sakala, but he can be quite he can be quite frustrating at times. I think um, as well, just with him. But I think that will come with age, um, and you know, just how he how he develops. But one boy who who came on the park was on the park for about five minutes, and you know, 
set up the goal was young Alec Lowry. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was something that maybe, you know, somebody taking the ball in the middle of the park and running with it, you know, it's just so refreshing to see running straight as well. No running side to side or whatever. But he just ran straight forward with it and then put a put a lovely ball into fashion and it was you know, it was harder for him to miss and score and they put it put it away nicely. Um, as well, which was which was good to see, you know, it was good to see some of the young boys getting on, like uh, Charlie McCann and Alec Lowry, uh, Alec Lowry sorry, Aye. Um, doing well as well in there. But one of the guys I did want to move on was, um, was, it was I thought it was really good to see um, John McLaughlin playing in the goals, and I think he's, I think he gives me, I hate to say this now, but obviously after everything, but he gives me a lot more confidence, you know, than... The, the McGregor does, you know, in terms of him commanding his box and, you know, being able to get out and, you know, make these, cut out some passes and, you know, things like that. What did you make? I mean, obviously, he didn't really have much to do in the game. There's a few a few things he had, um, but, you know, in terms of the game, he didn't really, he didn't really do much. But what do you think of McLaughlin and the goals? Would he be your number one now or else would you still keep facing McGregor after the Red Star game? Um, aye, I mean, I think... Like you said, it probably wasn't a, a massive test for us to really find out what sort of form John McLaughlin's in, you know, because Dundee yeah. offered very little, um, certainly in terms of shots at like goal on target. Do you know what I mean? There wasn't, there wasn't a huge amount of saves for McLaughlin to make. So. I don't think they had a shot on target the whole game. No, nah. well, there you go. I, I, wasn't, I, I don't think it was you know, many. I thought they might have had one or two, but obviously none is, is even worse. So, aye, nothing for him to do, really. Um, so it's hard to say, but no, I mean, I think we spoke about it a few times before. McGregor's form this year, if it wasn't McGregor and it wasn't a goalkeeper, you'd be dropping him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think there can be an emotional attachment sometimes to players that have maybe been there for so long or that position. You know, it's maybe like, oh, no, he's, you know, he's a goalie. You just need to give him a bit of time or, or whatever. It's dangerous, you know. Like, you, you don't want to play a goalie into form because, you know, it's any mistake is, is so costly. So, no, I think, I for me, McGregor's form this year still results in he probably should be getting dropped and giving John McLaughlin his chance. If it was, like we've seen with Barisic at Parkhead or um, Kamara, you know, like, find ourselves at the team quite quickly thereafter, then I think that's fair. Do you know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. People are out of form. You get paid to pick the, the best team. No, you know, no, no who's been there the longest. It's no, it's, you know, loyalty's great and it, it does matter, but it's no picking your first 11 every week if that's the case it would just be all your old boys do you know what I mean so yeah. um, that's not how football works so yeah. nah, I, I can agree with you I think that uh, I would still be looking to rotate him out I mean we know he's not going to right he's going to start yeah. at Red Star um, but aye, I think I'd be probably going with McLaughlin and if McGregor listen McGregor plays every every week now at the end of the season and, and does amazing and we win the league then we'll give him the due credit it's nothing personal yeah, it's thing. just yeah, yeah, form so far thing. hasn't he been great yeah, that's the thing I was going to say. I don't want people thinking that I'm McGregor bashing because I've been fairly critical of him the last, the last few while. But I am, I'm just, I'm just worried about you know these teams coming to Ibrooks, you know, playing away from home, you know, and just whipping these balls into the box, and we don't have a commanding goalkeeper in there who's expecting, who's expecting defence to it. I'm not because he's been such a great servant. I'm not trying to bash him, um, because he has been amazing. And last season he was spectacular for us. But I just don't know if it's just a season too far, maybe. But I like, think so. The season will be will be proved wrong. A, a lot of there's a mixture of confidence is gone, which happens, you know, when you make a few mistakes. And 
nobody needs to tell Alan McGregor. Like we know what he's like, right? He he knows himself. If he makes a mistake, he knows more about his mistakes than than we're ever going to comprehend. So it's it's not about that. So his confidence will will have been affected. But it's also I think the season two far point. Um, some of the some of the mistakes, some of the goals were conceded. Like the second one that Motherwell scored, for example. That's just reflexes. McGregor saves that every other season. McGregor saves that. It's just reflexes, and that that's one of the first things to go with age. Do you know what I mean? You know, so I think uh, it might just be that that season too far, and and you know, it's it's time for me to hang the gloves up sooner rather than later, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. So it's going to be days away again, Keith, because we're going to look ahead now in the next the next two games, which is Red Star and Dundee. Again, after talking about them, you know, the, way, the way it goes. Obviously, this time we're playing Bundy in the league. Um, but Red Star on uh, Red Star on Thursday night, pretty big game, and the focus also comes to that. Obviously, we beat Bundy, and then we find out who we got in the semi finals of the cup, which is Celtic again. So it looks like potentially we could be playing them three times in April, depending on how the league split goes and stuff like that, and where we end up playing them. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one, but I think um, the press will try to get a bit out of Geo for that game. And he's like, look, my focus is on Red Star, nothing else. Now, you know, we're happy to be in the hat for the semi final, you know, be in it. But I uh, focus is on Red Star now until that until obviously until the next until that game comes about. But uh, it's going to be April before before we talk about the Red Star game. Let's have a beach. April seems like it's going to be absolutely incredible busy month and a nervous month I think it's going to be <laughs> without saying it you know we're playing Celtic a few times in it we've got if we get through this the Red Star game in Thursday we've got those two games coming in the games are coming thick and fast in there aren't they? Aye I mean you've got like say so you've got big games in the league you've got Celtic in the league you've got Celtic in the cup a semi-final at Hamden which is going to be emotional given our record that Hamden lately has been atrocious and all that sort of stuff so um, you know that that there's definitely uh, a lot of pressure on those two games in particular we're going to have uh, other league games which you know they're almost win now they're all cup finals really if we're being honest we've got eight, eight, eight games left in the league and you want to go out and get well at least seven wins and a draw ideally eight wins or something do you know what I mean that's the position we're in probably so um, eight cup finals, an actual cup semi final, potentially um, the Europa League quarter final. Both legs uh, could be um, if, if if we make it, we'll have both legs. And dare I even say it? Just pointing out the fact is, I think at the end of April is the first leg of the semi final. Should that be happening with Rangers in the hat? So you yeah. know, what I mean, again, there's lots of ifs and buts in in in, in terms of Europe, and we don't can't look past Red Star as we said just there, and we'll come on to talk about it in a second, but. The tie's very much still alive. But just from a pure scheduling point of view, that's how the schedule sets up. So, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be hectic anyway. And if you add in two quarter finals, that makes it wild. And if if there is such a thing as a first leg of a semi final, that'd be utterly bonkers, man. It would be what what a month it could end up being. Just games all the time, big games all the time. It's it's uh, it's gotta be full on. Yeah, it, it definitely is gonna be a full on full on month for us. And, you know, potentially, let's say, they were coming into this with quite a lot of our guys looking like they're on, they're on form. You know, we've got Alfie, who's playing some sensational football, and now we've got Kent, who are giving people the runabout um, as well. We've got, you know, we've got Ramsey, who played a good game there. You know, we've got, you know, loads of guys coming back now that seem to be at their best. And Tav seems to be in a bit of this rich vein form now. Aye, you know, aye, Tav's playing brilliant. 
he goes through that sort of phase, doesn't he, where he plays, you know, and he seems to he seems to play well and play well for a while, but he just seems to be on form, and he's getting he's getting he's getting important goals or getting important stuff in there as well. He's a, he's such a obviously people people love him and a lot of people. He's always the first one or for fuck's sake, Tav. You know, you hear as soon as you know a few minutes at Ibrox, but. Aye. He's such an important figure for us, and then we've also got the guy another wing as well who's playing some sensational football, Calvin Bassey, who's who's playing who's playing some good football, and now he's arguably, you know, been a, you know, definitely if he's not a player of the year, he's definitely got to be up there for the young player of the year, um, um, for everything that he's done this season. You know, he looked like he was a this time last year he was sitting on the bench, not doing much because of Bournemouth's form, and now he's overtook him, and and he's looking great. Aye, aye, and like you say, I mean, so that's. You've got uh, Hollander and Balligan back to fitness as well and starting to swap out games. And um, we'll, we'll talk about the, the Red Star game lineup, but I think resting Balligan and getting Hollander time at Dundee was, was perfect. Do you know what I mean? Now Balligan's yeah. got ready for that uh, second leg. He's been rested. Hollander's got more minutes in the legs. So the back the back starting to take more of its normal shape. And hopefully, um, I thought Hollander looked still a wee bit a wee bit off it at Dundee but you know if he can get a game at Dundee again uh, on Sunday um, you know that's another 90 minutes in the legs then hopefully you know he's starting to get back into full form Roof hopefully if Ramsey can stay fit Jack and Lundstrom partnership's been looking good and both of them are, are, are in good form you know so I, it's, uh, this is what you want this is when you want your squad to be at, at its fullest and at its best form uh, you know this is when we need it Always better to finish strong than start strong. You know that, that I'm, yeah, I'm a big definitely. believer in that in, in league football. So let let's let's go finishing strong. Hopefully everybody can remain fit and keep 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 going well. And it, it could just be very very magical. Or you know April being what it is, it, it it could be when everything's lost. Do you know what I mean? You could go to Europe, you yep. could go to the cup, and you could find yourself too far behind in the league. And it, it, you know it's one of the months where you could win everything, you could secure, you know, you could do lots of things. You could get to a cup final. You could way exceed expectations in Europe and you could put yourself in a very strong position in the league it's up to the players and the management you know go and do it the opportunity will be there yeah it's proper make or break month isn't it aye um, with that, I don't think I've seen it like this for a for a long time potentially the last time I've seen it this was maybe the season we got to the UEFA Cup final aye dare we you say know, it it's 2000 it's Manchester yeah. aye yeah in terms of everything like that again but let's say we've got We've got the Red Star game to look forward to on Thursday night. Um, I think we'll see a few changes in there. I think we'll see Balling coming in, probably Lundstrom coming in as well. Aye. Maybe Ramsey back on the bench there, I see, or maybe um, just to, to build up his fitness again and bringing in a Rebo. Um, and then maybe the same team that he started with at Ibrooks. And then the Dundee game, maybe at home, we might see making a few more subtle changes like that, bringing, taking Balligan out, bringing Hollander in. I could maybe see that happening as well. Um, just depends who's fit. I think you know, like um, I, I would agree that uh, those two, like Aribo, was probably rested, much needed uh, at Dundee. I think not, no harm in, in giving him a bit of time off. Um, and Balogun will come back in. It's just, what do you do with Kamara? Is Kamara back in the ten, or you know, is is Arfield back fit? Then you go with Arfield in the right and Aribo in the ten, or you know, Jack and Lundstrom in the middle, or do you play? Jack and Kamara in the middle, and yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Midfield will be the, the kind of those sort of bodies. I think everything else will probably pick itself. Um, yeah. It's just who's who's the the two names in there apart from 
I would imagine Jack and Lundstrom will be will be on the team sheet, Kent and, and yeah, Morelos. It's just two's other two. I think I think they can pretty much pick a team and set for the midfield, depending on you know what he what he does in terms of say does our field fit again? Does he start? Um, like you mentioned, there does Kamara play at ten, or else you know do you go for somebody like Ramsey to sort of support him, given his given Aye. his start, see what see what he's made. Well, we know what he's made of, but. Give him his first start. That's known as that's known the Scottish Cup. Than <laughs> anything, um, as well. That's what that's what somebody said to me. If we, I think it was, it was my brother actually. If we just signed him to play in the Scottish Cup, <laughs> that's what he seems to seems to play in. So uh, it's a massive, again, another big week coming up. You know, in terms of Red Star, but we're in we're in good positions here. You know, we're playing we're playing Red Star away with a three nothing three nothing victory on us. If they back, so they need to score four goals to go four clear goals to go through, um, and then obviously we've got Dundee again on um, Sunday, and they'll kick off at twelve o'clock, and they haven't, you know, we sort of put them to the sword with their team last week as well. With a few changes, so hopefully it's a, hopefully it's the same again, mate. And then looking ahead to April, we've got next game after that. The Dundee game is a is a Celtic game because we've got an international break. Ah, in that's right. Um, as well, so I uh, Celtic games the next game and the Sunday the third after that. And I think the Dundee game, you would think their confidence was already pretty low. Um, so hopefully it's it's shot to shit even more. And when they line up against us, they're not going to they're not really going to want a piece um, on Sunday. So hopefully we can get three solid points, another clean sheet, a couple of goals. That was the only downside I think on Sunday there was just you know it's three 0 going on twenty 0 So there is still that theme of. We missed too many chances, um, you know. So I think let, let's see if we can, you know, get another big win, eat away at the goal difference, uh, get a clean sheet, get a few goals. That would be that would be the hope. Um, and yeah. like you say, with a final head start. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if we concede a couple, but I'd like to think we we can score a couple and enough. You know, you get and score first, you might find they just go ah sack this and chuck it, and you know it becomes a bit of a, a dead rubber almost if you can score early. So. Who knows? Yeah. But tactics don't know if you'll go free, if you'll go the, the five, you know, the, the three with the wing backs or whatever. Maybe maybe we'll do that and try and counter or who knows with, with the lead. I, I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting once to see how he sets up. Yeah, it definitely will be because he did look um it is going to be it's going to be absolutely fascinating to see what to see what happens here and how he does set up. And let's say that we, this is another weird one, like we mentioned earlier on, you know, if we you obviously you want to see Rangers win every game, but if we get to it and you know it allows us to be more focused on the league <laughs> and we've obviously made a lot of money from this and also we, if we do we do get through here it's another I think it's another one and a half two million pound that we get so it is a, it's a big incentive mm-hmm. Fine. yeah it's obviously it's a tricky one because you do obviously want to make you know, progress and do really well in this competition we have done really well in this competition but also you're thinking in the back of your mind you know the league is the league is getting it's coming to an end. You know, we've only got eight games left. We need to we need to make sure we get because we're three points behind. We need to make sure that we get that sorted and sorted quick. Aye, and I mean, listen, it's it's football fan maths. Unfortunately, this isn't how it works. Um, yeah. Where you go, right? Let's just sacrifice Europe and win the league. If it if it was a trade and it could work like that, you absolutely style, would. Aye, right. you would totally do that, right? You wouldn't have heartbeat. And like you say, oh, two million now or forty million in the summer. Again, financially, you know, you would you would say, right, we'll sacrifice the two million now and we'll, we'll go for the money in the summer. Of course, right, it's all perfect, but it's not how the world works. You could put it out and lose the league and then you're like, well, 
I wish I hadn't done that trade. Do you know what I mean? So um, there's no guarantees whatsoever. But aye, it's uh, you know like we said earlier, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too bothered. But April's definitely going to be a big one, and I think the talking about players and fitness and form international break could be big. You know, like if Jack's away, Ramsey's away. Both of them are made of biscuits, you know, if they go away and get injured playing for Scotland and Wales and, and friendlies or whatever, you're gonna be like, Oh shit. Do you know, like that that could that could be what changes the season potentially for us. Or Alfie late back for, for Colombia for the for the old firm again, that could be a blow, you know, there's there's so many there's so many risks. And I'm sure there'll be risks in other teams as well. It's not just us when players are away, but you just look at it and you go, oh, please God, let everybody come back on time and fit. Yeah. We've also got the three three boys representing Nigeria. We look at Balogun, Bassi, and Ariba oh, doing that doing that distance again, which isn't the which isn't the best. I don't think Bruce being selected, but it's it's not the best, is it? No. Um, so you know, an international break is it's maybe good for some players to get a rest, but for others, it's a it's a risk. You know, they could go away and. You know, dare I say it? Still, COVID's kicking about. You know, it's not as bad as, as some of the stuff that it used to be. But you know, there's there's that risk. There's injuries. There's I just whatever, man. It's it's a like mid season. These international breaks. It's, it's such a crucial time. Such a pain in the ass. If I'm being honest, they are. They are, aren't they? Definitely are, mate. Hundred percent agree. You know what I mean? You're the one of the best fans in international football as it is. Um, aye. Um. So aye, it's just a it's just another one. It's just an annoyance. Um, yes, for me personally, and I think I'm pretty sure you're the same as well. And there, when it comes to that, but I mate, I think that's probably a a good place to call it, if any. Um, you know, like I said, all we can say is, come on, the jails, let's do this, get the job done, and and then start. Then let's get back to the league business here because we get some very very important league games coming up. The same, I think we say that at the end of every every show that we do, mate. But um, the games are coming freaking fast, and we just need to make sure that we're winning them. That's it. We win every game. We win the league. That's it. It's, it's simple, you know. Uh, take them one at a time. Win them one at a time, and uh, we'll, we'll win the league uh, by a good few points. I would imagine a couple of points anyway. So, now nah, that that's the that's it. Now it's just please everybody stay fit. Keep the form growing and growing and growing. Keep the momentum going. Um, a brilliant time to hit form and build momentum. So I like to say, here's hoping we get um, we get a few more wins before we speak again. Yes, big time, big time. Until then, thanks very much for listening, everybody. And we'll be back next week to discuss this and then a look ahead to the other, uh, the other few games. Obviously, we'll have the international break in there as well. So um, Keith will be buzzing with Scotland talk on during that time. That's it, um, aye. <laughs> until then, we'll be, we'll be back soon. Until then, Keith, thanks very much, mate, um, for coming on. I know it's been a crappy week for you, mate, but cheers, mate. Um, and that said, we'll be back soon for all things talking about Rangers. Nah, cheers, mate. It's been a happy distraction, so I appreciate the time. So, aye, have a good week and speak soon. Yes. Cheers, everybody. Thanks. Cheers. Bye-bye.